are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Hereditary. Hereditary, which means something that's passed down through your family history. Oh, yeah. 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 Kind of like my big nose that I <laughs> inherited from my family and uh, things like that. Yeah. Hereditary. Many of us have some sort of hereditary aspect to our existence that maybe we're pleased with, maybe we're not pleased with, but if you were these folks, <laughs> boy, would you be unsatisfied. I think you'd take my nose over the demons <laughs> any day. Ten second plot summary. Okay, we have a family that is seemingly cursed by the passing down from generation to generation of uh, demon-like possession. Demon possession situation? And it's a family struggling with that because the possession is causing loss and grief on various levels and in various horrifying ways. And they're trying to get to the bottom of it, perhaps work their way out of it. Um, But when they discover the horrible truth of what is actually being done to them, the movie ends. <laughs> well, you know, they discover it. it. They discover it, and, uh, you know, we're not, we're not going to give away the, the, the ending of the spoils right now because uh, we're going to we'll talk about it. two minutes from now. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We, uh, we may even have a clip. Oh, yeah, of we do have a couple of clips. To use yeah. to, uh, to brighten up our pocket. Kyle, we've, we always mention, oh, we should have had a clip. We should have brought clips. We've got some clips Well, today. we're prepared today. Prepared so today. The well, right. well-prepared podcast. Uh, Kyle, give me your opening thoughts, please. Okay, so I saw Hereditary, and when I walked out of the movie theater, I was extremely unhappy. You could say disturbed. Yes. Uh, very, very unhappy. And my first reaction was that I did not like the movie, and I think that it was just those oppressed <laughs> feelings that I had. Um, but the the tale was gripping. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And afterwards, the things that stuck with me and the analysis of the film um, resulted in me feeling very satisfied with the overall product that was produced. I thought that there was a lot of meat to the story. I thought it was super scary at different points in time. Um, but more importantly, I thought, again, like any good story should, it focused on these characters. It was incredibly relatable because the story at its core was about a family and was about trying to be a family together. And uh, also, it was about trying to face grief as a family together um, and how to deal with it on our own as well. And to those topics, I applaud it because it definitely made you feel and made you think about all of the uh, all the horrors that it presented. Interesting. Well, I'm going to agree with you on some things, but I'm going to disagree with some others. Here we go. I thought, yeah, I thought it, sure, disturbing <laughs> is a great way to describe it. Uh, at times, I thought the disturbing elements might have been a little too uh, gratuitous, perhaps. Mm. Uh, disturbing for disturbing sake. Uh I agree, the characters, the character-driven uh, elements, wonderful, some good acting. I think that this movie showed the potential of the genre mm-hmm. when it's dealt with carefully, when you have a well-written script. Very well-written script. When you have great tension building, 
with minimal super, uh, excuse me, minimal special effects. Mm -hmm. uh, the building of mystery, the introduction and the risk taking of disturbing imagery mm -hmm. and really thrilling moments. Uh, but then Kyle, in my opinion, you may not share this opinion with me, and I'm bringing back a good old loud on the set lexicon <laughs> word here. Poor Ravel. Poor Ravel. Why do I say that? Because towards <laughs> the end, I was like, oh, you fuckers. Like, <laughs> you don't have to explain this. I felt like the movie was doing very well by just having it be demon or demon-like possession that just happens to have descended upon this family and is being passed through the bloodline. Mm -hmm. That's enough for me. A simple, contained storyline with lots of great thrills and jump scares and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And great dialogue. And the uh, the use of the family structure and dealing with grief. That's enough for me. Mm -hmm. But instead, it definitely towards the end had a sort of piece together the clues. Look at this historic photograph. Find a, you know, serendipitously find a page in a notebook that's highlighted explaining what the demon is and how it operates and who it's going to attack next. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, for fuck's sake, I yeah. don't need all this explained. In this case, in this movie, less would have been more right down to the ending where I feel like the movie ended three different times. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, okay, that's enough, right? The kid's going to get it. Oh, wait, no, now he's floating around and shit. <laughs> oh, wait, now he's up in the... You, you get what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, come on. And so it kind of... It unraveled for me. Poor Ravel. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's essentially four, maybe five-ish, main characters in the movie. There's the mom, yes. the dad, the teenage son, and the um, younger daughter. Yep. And then some weird secondary character lady who... I don't really exactly remember what her whole role in it was, but I think she started as a friend to the mom through some weird situation well there you go that's why again the piecing together the clues at the end and, and the discovery of photographs and mm -hmm. photo albums in the grandmother's box of stuff explains that because she's been a family friend for as long as the photographs suggest going back decades she was a family friend of the grandmother and she was the one that has kept spoiler alert going forward right She's kept the cult going. Like, the yeah. only reason there's a curse on this family is because the cult has invited into their world through their creepy practices, this community mm -hmm. of people, not necessarily led by that weird lady who invites her to the seance, but definitely kept going by her. Yeah. And reintroduced and reinvigorated with the mom because the mom takes her on as a friend and so on and so forth. And you think she's just some benevolent stranger trying mm -hmm. to help out. But no, she's keeping it going. Yeah. A little too much. Yeah, so it, it kind of had this kind of secondary detective, like, mystery yes. tale that I wasn't I wasn't clued into. And also, I think part of why it's distracting and why it kind of seems like it comes out of nowhere at the end is because the movie was powerful enough to not have to incorporate Thank you. that. Yep. And I recognize that, and that's why I don't even remember what some of those aspects were <laughs> of what happened. But you know what I do remember? Yep. Our first clip, one of the scariest things in the entire movie was, uh, the first of all, this the little girl. The youngest girl is kind of the, uh, what should we call it? The, the spooktastic presence for most of the movie, I think. Well, yeah, without giving away. For, for the scenes that she's in, you expect creepiness you out of her. You expect some weirdness. She emits creepy little girl in the horror movie mm -hmm. vibe very well, and you're, you're 
you're unnerved by her mere presence and mm-hmm. her social awkwardness and whatnot. Doesn't help at all. And so, uh, yeah, let's let's talk That's about dope. what she did on screen that freaked us out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so here's the, the first clip, one of the kind of recurring elements. Super terrifying. Um, we'll just play it for you so you can hear it. Oh, God, Kyle. I don't know. I can't believe... We shouldn't have played that. No, it's... We needed a trigger warning. We did. It was a little bit too... uh, Wow. As scary as I remember it. Too much. Yeah. Anyway. But you know know what's interesting, Kyle? Is that character does those things, and it scares the bejesus out of us every single time, including in pure audio form. Absolutely. Right here on the podcast. Uh, But then the movie takes us in a little bit of a different direction, because... In a lot of in this genre, a lot of times that character, that trope mm-hmm. of the the spooky little girl who's socially awkward and has some weird behavioral tics, mm-hmm. that's gonna like haunt us throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Should we go to the next clip? Yeah, that's not the case though, because as they're developing the characters, you you really become invested in the lives of the children, and they have they have very different lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the younger girl definitely is facing many more challenges at school and in life and growing up and is kind of an outcast while the teenage boy is maybe a little bit more socially adept and has less of those uh less of those challenges so there's you really get attached to those characters and they and tension starts to build as there's differences and challenges amongst the family and towards the parents and everything and then uh, there's there's this sequence, which is the horrifying, most horrifying part of the movie that haunts me, I think, to this day, still. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Ow! I hit my head! Oh my oh god. Oh <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Horrifying. And totally unexpected because again in this genre you expect that the kids are going to be one to ride the whole thing out. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the, they they represent innocence and they will be the subjects. They'll be on the receiving end of a lot of scares and whatnot, but you you ultimately think like the movie will end because the kids will will they'll emerge okay. Mhm. You know? That is not the case. That is not the case here. And that poor little girl, I mean, her last moments on earth are spent just gasping for air and then a a desperate cry, uh, not for help, but in pain. Yep. Yeah. Terrible. And the, the grief, the, the, the point, the point of the movie and that stuck with me for so long was the, the empathy of the feeling for the characters, for the mother and for the the teenage son having driven the car that ended up decapitating and killing his poor younger sister that was brutal yeah. horrible and then later and on rough. They, later on they took a little they, again with that disturbing almost gratuitous they they showed the still shot of the uh, aforementioned head mm-hmm. on the road the next day Remember yes being, being invested with ants infested Invested by ants. <laughs> yeah, they invest. They invested in they that. Have, they have a portfolio of <laughs> heads. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that... Um, Which wow. leads me to another topic of yeah. conversation because uh, decapitation or um, 
heads being separated from bodies was a big theme in this movie. Yes. It happened often from that point on and was uh, involved in the, the ritual that would bring about these demons or these possessions. And I'm not so sure I really understood the full symbology of the beheading, but everything from that, it's it's obviously something that begs to be looked at. Because from that point on, there's so many beheadings! <laughs> and so many times that heads are removed from toys or used in different ways. So what did you take away from that? Um, I don't, to tell you the truth, I don't remember because uh, it had, in order for it to have, have had a point, it had to play into the plan, if you will, of the demon or what mm-hmm. or their MO, right? And if I remember correctly, it involves the, the possession or the need to possess ultimately through a lot of cockamamie channels of being in the mom and being in the daughter and this, that, and the other thing. But eventually the end game is to get into the son, mm-hmm. right? And... So what do the beheadings have to do with that? I, yeah, I don't know. I, get, I, I need to reread a fucking summary or something because... <laughs> no, it, it gets a little convoluted because... Um, At one point, Grandma's body's found in the attic. Yeah. And headless. she's beheaded. Yep. And there's a weird like symbol up on the wall. The girl is beheading all the toys. And, and it's the bird. Like, and the bird and are uh-huh. swapping it around and making you know weird Frankenstein monsters of uh-huh. things. And then at the end, the mom becomes possessed and is going crazy and then saws her own head off with some, like, cable or something. Yeah. And then Junior flips out and goes out the window and then dies, but is then possessed by the spirit of the young girl who's now gone into him. But is she the demon at that point? I don't really understand. Should we just roll the last clip from the end? Well, of the movie? yeah, because uh, at the end tries to type uh, all those loose ends. I think I don't remember it so well. So it's a good thing we have the clip, and hopefully it'll clarify things. And again, this to me is it's good that we have the clip. And we're gonna play it in a second, but this is why it became unraveled. Because if I want to enjoy the movie, I shouldn't have to think about like what the fuck is going on here. Like right. the more you get taken out of the moment, wondering like, wait a minute, what A to B to C to D? You know, like you shouldn't have to do those. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to navigate, right? You it was a lot. And it yeah. was all horrific as it was happening yeah. there, but the meaning behind it was a little bit lost. So we'll, we'll play the clip, um, the, the pretty scary kind of revelation at the end, the big climax of everything. And we'll see if it all makes uh, sense. Yeah, and you can let us know. So here we go. Oh, and uh, yes, it is good to be here. Um, thank you, everybody, uh, for this resurrection. My name is the Demon Lord uh, Payman, Payman, and uh, um, it's nice to see all of you naked, cold, pasty octogenarians around. Uh, thank you for supporting uh, me and our work, and let's get right to it. Thanks. Okay, makes total sense now. Pretty spooky. Right. Yeah. I'm, I may have to take back my poor yeah, Apple comment. I kind of see it. Yeah. You know, he had a plan. He had a plan. He saw it the way, all the way through. That's right. And a community of followers, and uh, so there you go. Yeah. Hereditary. Hereditary. Give put it a, a grade. Let's put a grade on it. Uh, well, I will give it a solid B because I hope that Hereditary will show uh, filmmakers in this genre that there is a way. That your dialogue doesn't have to be shite, you know. Mm-hmm. That you can, that you can have good actors doing good performances. The acting was unbelievable. Yeah, and you can take your film a little bit 
more seriously and do more with less. You know, remember the scenes in this movie where people were just up in the corners of a ceiling in the shadows, right? Terrifying. Really excellent use of fear, even while showing you what you're supposed to be afraid of. It's in the frame the entire time. But when your eye mm -hmm. finally catches up to it, you're like, oh my God, it gives you the chills. Has that thing been there the whole time? Yeah. And it's just now it's just slowly moving across the room. Holy cow. So care and focus in this genre can work. Kyle, what's your grade? B plus, same reasons. Um, plus, additionally, the fact that if you're the type of person that likes watching scary, disturbing movies, um, you also like them to be good, and you like them to be rewatchable, which can sometimes be a challenge with films uh, of that nature. This is rewatchable. There's a lot of content and a lot of, like we said, clues to solving kind of a bigger mystery that are hidden and layered within. There's also a lot of symbology and metaphor mm -hmm. sprinkled in throughout, and that's from the every part of the art production was brilliant from the use of tiny miniatures and having the talk about the yeah really having the the control over like the tiny worlds being some sort of metaphor for the 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 payment lord that controls them through the possessions and through the the play world that is you know hell on earth for them to to walk throughout so there's a lot to go through and and to look at there's a lot to learn about the specifics of what they chose um very very good in that respect b plus because i was a little overwhelmed at the end didn't really understand a lot of the connections upon first watch and frankly i was more disturbed and stricken with the grief that i empathically felt through the characters because of the brilliant acting and the dialogue the the everything was uh pretty incredible yep oh you're making all really good points <clears throat> so all right i give it a b you give it a b plus perfect Take and with home. that we're out of time so thank you all so much for listening definitely check out hereditary if you like that kind of thing <laughs> loud on the set with Kyle and James, send us a mail at loudonset at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube and iTunes, anywhere you find podcasts. We are there. Go out and watch some good movies for yourself and have a wonderful time. See you later. And cut.